This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2, ESPN app, all of our great ESPN radio stations across the country, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. College football playoff rankings come out last night, and there were some things that surprised us. We thought Michigan would have a chance at number one overall after a win against Ohio State. They're number two. Georgia stays at number one. We thought that Ohio State would drop potentially down to seven or eight. They only dropped to six. We thought that Texas and Alabama, and Alabama specifically, would move up in the college football playoff rankings to around that five, six, seven mark. Yeah, they're seven and eight. No team ranked lower than a six seed at this time of the year has ever catapulted themselves into the college football playoff. What does that mean? That means there is actually maybe a small shot, but technically a shot that neither Georgia nor Alabama ends up in the college football playoff, and there's actually a shot that Ohio State, even after the loss to Michigan last weekend, still finds their way in. But what sense does that make? None. That's the part I don't get. Like, I mean, Ohio State was, what, second in the rankings, and they dropped down to six, and now Georgia, which is tops in the rankings, if they lose in the conference championship game, would fall all the way out of the top four? I don't even understand that. And then Alabama wouldn't have a case to be made if they have the single best win of anybody in the college football playoff, period? That makes no sense to me, but I guess the, the committee understands this is a TV show. They want the drama. They want to give us something to talk about. Thank you, committee, if that was your motivation. But if you listen to Boot Corgan talk, it's clear that it's not. And that's the part that doesn't sit well with me, Smalls. But just because it hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen now, which is something that you said earlier in the show, and I wholeheartedly agree with. Because if Alabama beats Georgia... Maybe they're just setting this up for a very dramatic and shocking jump for Alabama. Okay, so play it out. All right? Maybe. Okay, Alabama beats Georgia. Let's say Michigan wins. Let's say Washington wins. Let's say FSU wins. And then let's say Texas wins. How how are you going to have a a big SEC team in? Go ahead. How? Based on their rankings. So you said Michigan Alabama has to jump Texas. Okay, who they lost to. Yeah. Or Georgia State. Alabama, Alabama has to jump Texas because it's, I mean, listen, I get that Texas has the head to head win, but Bama beat Georgia. They have to jump. They're saying that Georgia is the best team in the country, and they have been since the beginning of the season. That, that would be the best win that anybody in the playoff would have, including Texas. So Alabama has to be in over Texas. They would leapfrog the Big 12 champion, even though they lost to him head to head. That, that, that would be the only thing that makes sense to me. Yeah, and again, that may happen, and I agree it should happen, but based on the rankings last and night— the, And the history of it, yeah. Yeah, they're telling us, no, it's not. That's what they're telling us. Like, hey, your scenario where you're going to get Alabama in, uh-uh. That, that's what they're trying to tell us today. So Alabama wouldn't be in, and if we take— I think Heather, Georgia would be. If, but here's the but thing. If we take what Heather Dennett said at face value yesterday after the rankings were released, she said that if Georgia loses, she doesn't think they'd be in. Right, exactly. So you would have two teams on the from the SEC on the outside looking in of the college football playoffs. That's just crazy. I, I, I there can't. would be no legitimacy to the national title this year. No, I, I— Zero. I don't think that they would do that. But I don't understand how they can sit there and illustrate with their decisions that head-to-head matters, which is why Texas is over Alabama, but then not keep that same energy if Alabama were to beat Georgia. Here's the other thing. Right? It's so, a, that I, I can't make sense of it. Okay, so does the, here's, here's your two things that you can choose from 
which makes less sense to you guys, right? So option A is no SEC team in the college football playoff. Let's right? just take that off the board. Okay, no, but here's <laughs> that the, makes the, the here, least sense of all. Right? <laughs> Are we sure? Here's the other thing. So based on the rankings, Ohio State is technically still alive. If Georgia wins, Michigan wins, and Washington wins, okay, they're in. We know that. I think Michigan's in no matter what. Okay, play this out though. Oregon then loses to Washington, obviously. Texas loses to Oklahoma State. FSU loses to Louisville. Bama obviously would lose to Georgia in that scenario. Is Ohio State in as the fourth seed? Not playing this weekend, not winning their conference, losing to Michigan. Controversy around their head coach that CC has said, yeah, they're going to have to consider having those hard meetings as to is Ryan Day your guy moving forward. Mm-hmm. Is Ohio State in the college football playoff? Yeah, more- I, think, I think there's a path for them to get in, but that's a lot of dominoes that they would need to fall their way. This ain't last year, bro. Like that, that would be a lot of things that they need to have happen in order to make their four way games. In. That's it. Four that's, games. It's, it's, it's a, that's a lot of games. Less than five. <laughs> you, you, well, you need the outcome in four games to go exactly right for you to have a path to get in. But you, we all sat here yesterday. And we said they shouldn't be an option. No, they should have been. I thought they should have been behind Texas and Alabama. Me too. I yeah, did. Me too. Because those wins against Notre Dame and Penn State aren't as impressive as they were when they actually happened. No. Like I mean, like we we had yeah, our, we had we had our guy Paul Feinbaum on, and he says the next time James Franklin wins a big game, it'll be the first time, right? And like, yet, the head coach and of Penn Ohio State, State's like, like getting credit that's, for that. what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We're we're giving Ohio State a lot of clout for that win against Penn State, and then of course the win against Notre Dame, which again looks less impressive. So I don't know. I I guess the committee wanted to keep Ohio State within striking distance. Why? But. I mean, it's one of the premier programs or it's supposed to be one of the premier programs. In the I think Ohio State fans don't want to be in. I think Ohio State fans last night see this and are actually mad about this. Because they want Ryan Day They gone. want Ryan Day out. And if he's in the hunt, it's an argument. You can't fire him. him. You cannot fire him if he gets into the college football so playoff. So Jim Harbaugh is getting what he yeah, wants. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh is in go. and Ryan Day is in. There we go. <laughs> exactly. There no, seriously. Go. I think Ohio State fans today are actually annoyed that they have a shot to get to the college football playoff because they want Ryan Day out more than they want their team in. It is Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. You can jump in on your biggest beef for the college football playoff rankings on the Dr. Pepper call online at 888-SAY-ESPN. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper the ones fans deserve. All right, Jerry Jones, owner slash general manager of the Dallas Cowboys, speaks every week to 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. And we know they're playing well. We know Dak is playing well. So who gets the credit for that, Jerry? Really, I can definitively say this is the best I've seen him play. Uh, I think that I would give Mike McCarthy a lot of credit here because Mike has done a great job of coaching how important it is that they get the fundamentals down of of what we're trying to do offensively. They've stayed consistent with the changes and what he's trying to do offensively. That's paying off. Mike McCarthy, the credit for Dak. I love hearing this. As somebody that has defended Mike McCarthy for a long time, I think he gets a bad rap. I think that I understand you've brought it up a million times, CC, and you're right. I'm not going to fight you on it because you're right. Circumstances around the way in which Sean Payton took over New Orleans, much different than the way in which Mike McCarthy took over Green Bay. No doubt. Numerically, they look very similar. And one guy, Payton, rightfully so, gets a ton of credit. The other guy, McCarthy, maybe because Rodgers, and put that divide between them, doesn't get a lot of credit. I think Mike McCarthy's showing off a little bit this year, and I like it. I think both coaches are showing off a little bit, which Sean Payton and the Denver mm-hmm. Broncos have been doing. I mean, uh, not too many coaches have been able to turn around a team that started off 1-5. and five. But anyway, I digress. Yeah, I, I think you have to give Mike McCarthy a little bit of love 
We didn't know how this thing was going to work out when Kellen Moore left as the OC because that was the guy where Dak had a lot of success with. I think they had, what, three number one ranked offenses in the four years that he was the coordinator, whether it be points or yards. They were ranked tops in one or two of those categories in three of the four years he was the OC. So, yeah. I mean, we just didn't know what it would be, but you got to give credit where credit is due. And I thought Dan Orlovsky on NFL Live yesterday did a great breakdown on some of the concepts and some of the wrinkles that Mike McCarthy put in for in-game adjustments for Dak to take advantage of, including the touchdown throw that he had to Brandon Cooks. Um, and, and so his ability to be able to marry all of the different play calls, not only in the run game but in the passing game, has made a difference. I think Dak's willingness to use his legs – to extend the down, but also using his legs to run, to advance the ball, to sustain drives. That matters. But ultimately what this is going to come down to for McCarthy is not the individual statistics for Dak, but whether or not they win games when it matters most in the playoffs, and specifically getting past that glass ceiling that has been the divisional round for the Dallas Cowboys since Dak has gotten there. They haven't been to a conference championship game in 27 years, and Jerry Jones ain't buying green bananas. It's time to break through. And so being able to have – Three consecutive double-digit win seasons doesn't matter when it comes to the job security if Mike McCarthy can't get this team to the championship rounds. But isn't the individual performance of Dak Prescott, and if he can enhance that, probably the answer to them breaking through? Yeah, being be, being good in close games Not against, against quality competition matters too. And like I said, they haven't beaten a team over 500. They're 0 for 2 in those opportunities, and they got their doors blown off against the San Francisco 49ers. So I don't know how we can sit here today and say we have any degree of confidence that even with what we're seeing, the video game numbers from Dak, that the results are going to be different once we get to January football. Yeah, he'll have to prove it when the lights are the brightest on the biggest stage. But I'm who, not who has to prove it more, McCarthy or Dak? I'm curious. Dak. I think if Dak proves it, McCarthy proves it. Like by proxy, if Dak has that success and he breaks through, we're going to give McCarthy the credit, just like Jerry Jones is now, because this is who Mike McCarthy is. Because of the headlines and the way that it ended in Green Bay, we forget the way that he has enhanced the careers of a lot of quarterbacks. He was very instrumental in the development of Aaron Rodgers. I went back and looked it up because I remember him being a a really big help to Brett Favre at some point in his career. Bob McGinn at The Athletic really put it together nicely, but when McCarthy came back to the Packers in 06. Brett Favre was coming off a career high total of 29 interceptions. His passer rating was 70.9. Mike McCarthy took a very hands-on approach. He changed the scheme. He really worked with Brett Favre. He had a passer rating that went up from a 70.9 to 95.7. He's done this throughout his career, which is part of the reason why they wanted to bring him in in Dallas and have him work with Dak. So I'm not surprised we're seeing this version of Dak, but it's a shame that it doesn't really matter what happens in the regular season. I'm surprised a little bit. I mean, I, I get what you just pointed out, but Brett Favre won a championship before McCarthy, and he got to an NFC championship with the Minnesota Vikings after Mike McCarthy. I don't know how much credit I'm giving Mike McCarthy for Brett Favre. Clearly, he was great in working with Ryan Rodgers, and now he's showing that he's great when it comes to working with Dak Prescott. But what matters is, can you win a championship with less than Hall of Fame caliber quarterback play? That is the question that we're trying to get answered for Mike McCarthy right now. You know, this has been a bad year for Aaron Rodgers. There's something else that you could play out here. And I don't think he dislikes Mike McCarthy. I, I think they're actually a lot better than, than the perception. Okay. Imagine if McCarthy gets the Cowboys to the Super Bowl, the Packers win more games this year than they did last year, and the Jets win less games this year than they did last year. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, everything maybe, I just maybe said. Maybe McCarthy, maybe Matt LaFleur weren't the problems in Green Bay. 
Cece, everything I just said. Brian Gutekunst either. I mean, that it's not his impossible. Legacy, his, legacy, his legacy takes a hit. Right? Aaron Rodgers' legacy takes a hit. There's no question Did about anything it. I just, anything I just said seemed nope. extreme to you. Nope. No. Nope. We will continue that conversation because Rodgers had, uh, had comments yesterday about his return, plus more of your phone calls coming up on the Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-SAY-ESPN about your college football ranking beef. But first, CC has this from Granger. Ah, uh, yes, for the ones who get it done. Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions, like why Sabonis couldn't get 14 rebounds last night. <laughs> Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Of course, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Hot ticket brought to you by Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. Get great deals on the hottest tickets. Experience it live. Smalls had a hot ticket going to the Jets-Dolphins on Friday. Hello. The Black Friday game, the first one, of course, of the NFL, um, or in history of the NFL. Yeah. You had it on Friday. Friday. Good seats? Great seats. Really? Where were, where, where were you at? We were in a suite. You were in Thanks a suite. Thanks to ESPN New York. Thank was you it so a, much. Was it a field level suite? Was it the upper level suite? Right or, in the middle. The mid-level suites? Oh, yeah, nice, they were great. Nice, nice. Very nice. Oh, yeah. It's the first. Great, great sight lines, huh? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. It's the first NFL game I've been to in years. Okay. And I forgot how fun it Did is. Did you to bring the entourage game. like Taylor Swift? Did you have Andy and the Housewives with you? Or? I didn't have Andy and the Housewives. Even better, I had my dad, Tony Smallman, hey. my uncle Johnny, and my cousin Brian. So okay. we, we were rolling in Tommy DeVito's hey, side. I like it. I like it. <laughs> well, Family. one of the guys you saw there, he was on the sidelines, is Aaron Rodgers. And of course, every week he goes on with Pat McAfee, noon until 3 Eastern on ESPN. And Rodgers gave a little bit more of a hint as to his possibility of returning. It's always been, first, am I healthy? And then, are we alive? Are we in it? Are we playing good enough to make a run? Can I step in and protect myself and play at the level that I feel like I'm capable of playing? But the first part is, is to help. So can I protect myself? Can I move around the way I want to move around? We're not where I can make a decision on playing because I'm just, uh, health-wise, I'm, I'm improving steadily, but I'm not at ability to play at this point. Okay, so... Maybe a little bit more logical there with Rodgers. Maybe a little bit less of I have to come back immediately. And I think he's going to play this out. I, I don't think you think he's going to play this out. Well, play it out like play out the Jets. Season. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Meaning I wasn't at sure. some point, and I have I have literally no idea who has this man's ear. Like I don't think anyone has his ear to influence him to protect him from himself. Like I can't think of one person that would have his ear. 
Man, you heard the head coach. If Rodgers wants to play, he's going to play. Right. They don't have any control over him. They've ceded control of the organization to eight. I mean, the the owner is wearing a Woody chain because he thought it was cool that Sauce Gardner bought Rodgers a chain. Like that, think about that. Like that's the levels that they've gone to. Now, I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers doesn't deserve special treatment. For goodness sake, the guy gave back 35 million dollars on his contract that he didn't have to because the Jets had a tight crunch when it came to their salary cap. Yeah. But at the same time, there has to be limits. There has to be boundaries. And outside of Rodgers gracing his presence to the New York Jets. All the other decisions that were Rodgers-centric haven't really worked out. Remember the Jets, because they swapped first-round draft picks with the Green Bay Packers, they missed out on Broderick Jones, the starting right tackle for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They got Will McDonald instead. How's that working out for the Jets? They ended up having a situation where they signed Alan Lazard to big money free agency. How's that working out for the Jets? Healthy scratch last week. They went out and they got Randall Cobb. I mean, he's a nothing burger, a non-factor. No disrespect because Randall Cobb has been a good player in this league, but he's not contributing to the Jets in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I mean, they, they kept Zach Wilson around because Aaron Rodgers likes him. As as the backup quarterback, has Zach done the job? No, he got replaced by Tim Boyle. I mean, and then, of course, the coup de grace, hiring Nathaniel Hackett as the offensive coordinator. And they have literally the worst offense in the NFL. So all of the other Rodgers-centric decisions that the Jets have made – have, in effect, set the organization back. If you don't have Aaron Rodgers on the field, we all knew it was going to be a slog. But I don't know that it would have been this bad because of the other ancillary decisions that they made around it. And and somebody has to protect him from himself, and I don't know that they're going to do that here. I just don't. No, they're definitely not going to do that. He's the one in charge, as CeCe said. So they don't think he needs protecting because they've given him all the power. The Nathaniel Hackett one is so interesting to me because, yes, you want your offensive coordinator to be in lockstep with your quarterback. That's so important. But there are other players you have to account for. When Rodgers was asked if he believes in the Nathaniel Hackett system, he said, I want MVP in in that system, so I believe in it. You want MVP in other systems too, dog. But they built this team for him specifically. They built this offense for him specifically. And then they had the rude awakening of what life would look like when he was out of the equation. And I just think it's a little – I don't even – not even a little. I think it's a huge gamble to take that same approach next season, which is exactly what they're going to do. But here's the thing, Smalls. If the system is dependent on a Hall of Fame system, then what's the system worth? Like, if you can't have success unless you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, then it's probably not a damn good system. So I guess that's my biggest issue with the Jets. It's like, I get it. You had to go all in in order to get Rodgers. But at the same time, at what cost? You're depending on a 40-year-old quarterback to save your franchise. Not just save the season, but to save your franchise. And the craziest part about the road that the Jets have gone down is that they're going to make the same decision in 2024. I can't believe that. We're, we're, we're going to beg Aaron Rodgers to save our franchise again after his season ended four plays in with an Achilles injury. So him going into his age 41 season, coming off of a devastating injury, is supposed to be the guy that's going to save our franchise. It seems absolutely asinine. Rodgers did have something that I do agree with, though, what he said yesterday with Pat McAfee. He gave an assessment of the young quarterbacks around the NFL. There's not a lot of opportunities for people to uh, to learn and grow and, and go through their lumps. You know, they're already crowning Stroud and, and Barry and uh, Bryce Young, right? It's the first year, you know, and yeah, Stroud's been uh, been fantastic. And, and Bryce, uh, he hasn't had the same type of numbers. And obviously they've won one game, but like, are we really going to bury a kid, you know, 22-year-old kid, 
um, after a season? Uh, God, I hope not. And I wouldn't count against that kid. I think he's a phenomenal player. Is anybody burying Bryce Young? I, I do think so. I yeah. actually think so. You think so. people are think, burying yeah. Bryce yeah. Young? Yeah. I think. I, yeah. but, but here's the thing. I, I don't look at it as burying Bryce Young to say that C.J. Stroud has a higher trajectory based on what we've seen from the two quarterbacks. And they're going to be inextricably linked because they were the one and two picks of the draft. And the Carolina Panthers had a choice between Stroud and between Bryce. And it sounds like there were some people that were split because David Tepper talked about it a little bit yesterday. Originally, their plan was to go to number two because they thought Bryce Young would go number one and they would end up with C.J. Stroud. Now, I guess you could lead be led to believe that maybe Frank Reich, the head coach who played quarterback in this league, might have wanted a different guy. And maybe he intimated as much in that awkward press conference that he had a month ago <laughs> that was the prelude to him getting fired in the middle of the season. But I digress. I guess my whole point is this. I, I don't look at anybody to, – to say that Bryce Young can't be a competent NFL quarterback is irresponsible. But I also think it's equally as irresponsible to think that Bryce Young is going to be better than C.J. Stroud based on what we've seen. I don't think that it's over for Bryce Young, and this is not an indictment on him as a talent. I've just seen far too many times when very talented quarterbacks come out of college and they get put in volatile situations and volatile organizations that are bad for a reason, and they aren't given the tools to succeed. And that's what I worry about with Bryce Young. There's a difference between— Well, hold on. Can we make that same case for C.J. Stroud? <laughs> but like, he, like I think about like going into last think about this going into last offseason weren't the Texans the most one of the most dysfunctional yeah. franchises in the NFL without question he has transcended that but he just no because, right. but I guess that's my point like there are some quarterbacks that have that innate ability to rise above and you can't test it with the S2 cognition test you can't measure sure. for it at the combine and it's clear and obvious to me that CJ Stroud has that Bryce Young, not so much. Doesn't mean that Bryce can't be a good quarterback in his league, but he doesn't have that intangible that allows him to elevate the, the performance of everybody around him, players and coaches included. And I guess that's the point. Like, looking at the trajectory of the two players, I don't think there's an argument to be made about who the better pro is going to be. It's C.J. Stroud. And that's no – it's just what it is. Now, I'm not saying that Bryce Young can't be good, but clearly, in hindsight, the pick was C.J. Stroud, not Bryce Young. But that's why people are – like what you just said is why people are taking it as Bryce Young is not good forever, right? There's a difference – and you didn't say that. But to me, there's a difference between saying someone has not been good and they won't be good, right? Bryce Young to date has not been good. That doesn't mean he won't be good. We talk about with Justin Fields and the Bears. Justin Fields is probably not going to be the guy for the Bears. That doesn't mean he can't be the guy for someone else, yeah. right? There needs to be a second sentence in the Bryce Young conversation, and I think a lot of the fans and maybe Rodgers are hearing just the first sentence. Yeah. He hasn't been good. Well, well, There's a second second Here's sentence the thing there. that makes me skeptical about him ever being good. Okay, well, he's, now you are going there. He's playing for David Tepper. Okay. Well, that's what I was saying is I don't think that he's going to be put in a situation where they're going to pour into him and give him the stability – needed to grow I mean we haven't seen it so far and yes CJ Stroud was drafted by an organization that historically has been a hot mess they had a chaplain running the team it for a half a, a decade <laughs> and he has been transformative again but- I need to say this. sorry small I have to say this CC is not joking about that that is not a figurative <laughs> thing that is a literal thing they took the Patriots team chaplain Jack and he was and he was drafting for them <laughs> 
And he wasn't drafting people out of the church. <laughs> told With the us number to... one pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the Houston Texans select God. Wow. Mal, over to you. We're on Sportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance ESPN2, along with Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Joined in studio Kimberly A. Martin, ESPN hey. NFL reporter. <laughs> okay, before we get all football out here, there's a story out there in the NBA i got to ask you about. Jeremy Sohan is of the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Why am I bringing him up? Huh? Why? He puts ketchup on pizza. Your thoughts, K. Martin. Go ahead. Oh, on pizza? He's not from the U.S. or New Jersey. Yeah. We have our microphone on. Is her microphone on? I don't think it's on there. That's for somehow. Let's, or maybe get closer there. Uh, no, no, it's still not on. There you go. All right, she not, now Kimberly has say, 17 mics, I, I think. I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like I'm in the studio. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, he's clearly not from New York or New Jersey. Um, why would anybody put ketchup on pizza? Who does that? That feels like a guy. Pat Mahomes move, right? How he puts oh, ketchup on steak. What's worse? Wait, what's worse? The pizza on ketchup, uh, the ketchup on pizza or the steak? Ketchup on steak is worse. Ketchup on pizza seems disgusting. No, ketchup on steak, well, at least, I mean... Ketchup is tomato-based, and pizza has tomato sauce. So I could see how, in a convoluted, roundabout way, it could be acceptable. No, you're wrong. <laughs> She's right. Kimberly, took, Kimberly right. took the She's microphone right. away from him. You're asking me to make the case for <laughs> something that I fundamentally do not disagree with. Okay, all right. Let's get into the football <laughs> stuff. Um, David Tepper, owner of the Carolina Panthers. He probably puts ketchup on his pizza. He probably, uh, yeah. is, is he someone? I know there's only 32 of these things. Mm-hmm. So somebody's going to work for him. Yes. A person that has options, will mm-hmm. they ever consider him over anyone else? If you have options, you shouldn't. Um, if you have options, I mean, here's the benefit to Carolina. You know that he's not going to fire the next person after 11 games. Mm-hmm. You know that. You um, sure about that? Huh. <laughs> Fair. Um, but almost like John Mara, where like John Mara went through his like three coaches and then you know well we'll see with Brian Dale. We'll see with Brian Dale. But wow. but no no no. But I do think John Mara understood I can't keep doing that. We need stability. And I think uh Tepper gets that at this point. 
Okay, Marshall, Adam Schefter, as Evan passes the microphone. As Evan passes the microphone to me. No, please, please don't, please don't say anything. We are in an entanglement. Okay, August Alcina and Jada. Okay, here we go. That's what we should be talking about. Okay, Mar, we heard Shefty over the weekend say that as many as seven to ten coaches could be fired this year. And so I'm curious, after we have these firings in season, we always wonder who's next. Who could be the surprise at the end of the year? What are you hearing about who could be next on deck? As Ray and Claw said in life, the on deck, who's on deck to be clipped as the head coach that is currently in a job? I mean, everybody expects Ron Rivera, Brandon Staley. Uh, I feel like I feel like horrible talking about those. Um, I'm, I, you know, there was speculation about what are the Jets going to do, like Salah, but I think all Nathaniel Hackett, Salah, Joe Douglas are all fine. Um, Bill Belichick is the one that I'm looking at. Does he want to leave? Would he want to go somewhere else? How, If he did, how would Robert Kraft handle that, especially with him being so close to Shula's record? Close could be two to three years of him trying to trying to break that record. Um, but right now there aren't any surprises to me. Like I think there are just some guys that we just – it feels like they're playing out the string um, and just when you listen to their press conferences, it reminds me. I've covered a lot of head coaches over the years. It, this the the tenor of of the press conferences sound the same. Where you're just like, yeah, you're looking at dead men walking. Unfortunately, Kimberly, do you think Sean McDermott could be in that conversation? So you know what's interesting about Sean? Um, him and Brandon Bean just like re up. So I, I Buffalo. I think Buffalo feels like an insulated market. I lived there for a brief bit. I don't sure. think I don't <laughs> think um, Sean is on the hot seat, particularly because of the uh, catastrophic injuries on defense. That said, uh, look at the Browns. You look at all these other teams, all the quarterbacks that have gone down. The Vikings. Nobody's giving Kevin O'Connell. You know what I mean? Like a pass. Like ah, oh, you lost Kirk Cousins. Like all right, guess mm-hmm. season's done. So if the Bills don't make the playoffs, um, I don't think he'll be gone. But I think we're looking at a situation where he could be on borrowed time, despite him and Brandon Bean always seeming to get uh, re-upped. We are unsportsmanlike, and we're Nas, because all we need is one mic, I guess, today. <laughs> oh, at this we're point. like Nas, yeah, one that's, mic. That's yeah. right. Aloha, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you, Kimberly A. Martin in studio. We're, da- we're down a mic. Well, we have enough. We have enough mics. No, yours still doesn't work. I don't understand. What's it's going on over there? Good. Okay, good. I just want to make sure we're good. Okay. Power all right. All right. Uh, Sharing is caring. We've got to get the sports in it. we got to get this in. we got to get the info. Eagles-Niners this weekend, obviously, game of the weekend. Explain to us. We trust ESPN bet. We get it. How are the Niners, who I think are going to win the Super Bowl, I've said this a million times, but they're favored on the road at the Eagles? Yeah, I don't understand that either. Um, no, I, I really don't because the home team automatically you get spotted three points like just by being the home team. But this speaks to how good the 49ers are when healthy. It speaks to how the Philadelphia Eagles, despite having the best record, don't look like that. Um, it, they don't look like that unbeatable monster that they were last year, right? Um, but they're still the record is still great. I'm surprised that they are um, underdogs at home. I really am. I think that's kind of disrespectful. Kmart, we have a matchup between two teams in Week 13 where it's clear that their playoffs are starting now. That would be the Denver Broncos visiting the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Now, the Broncos have rattled off five wins in a row, and D'Amico Ryans has resurrected the Houston Texans. Is this game not just about playoff standings, but potentially a matchup between the top two Coach of the Year candidates? 
Jamico for sure, coach of the year. If if the Broncos make the playoffs, yeah, I could see Sean Payton make, uh, being a coach of the year. Think about it. If the officiating had been better in that Texans game, Texans-Jaguars game, the Texans could be on a four-game winning yeah. streak themselves. Yeah. So, um, CJ Stroud, I am fascinated by the the new guy versus the old guy. Like, the two quarterbacks, Russell is playing better. For me, though, and it's no shade against Russell, for me, though, the difference is this defense. Are they going to be able to... Uh, keep taking the ball away? Are they going to be able to force those turnovers consistently throughout the season? Um, I'm excited about this matchup. I've seen C.J. Stroud beat Joe Burrow and the Bengals. Um, I've watched them. This is a roster where... He's him. He, he is him. He's him. <laughs> um, He's where, him. <laughs> where people are like, what's the receiving court? Tank Dell, Nico Brown? like uh, Nico um, Collins, Noah Brown, like what? And they're balling out. I love Tank, whose real name was Nathaniel. But he's officially tank. He's officially tank. Yeah. Well, speaking of Nathaniel Hackett, let's talk about the New York Jets. So they built this team in a lot of ways for Aaron Rodgers to succeed. Now Aaron Rodgers is not part of the equation. It feels like they're going to go down that same road again again next year, really building around him, giving him all this power. Is that a mistake? No. Um, is it a mistake? No, you're in it. Like you can't you can't say like oh let's make a baby and then be like oh well I don't know like we made a mistake no you literally they're pregnant this they're pregnant this see it through people see it through and this was my only this is my only concern with I don't know that you said that right I think it's let's have a baby not make the make the baby you'll keep trying oh yeah you keep trying Um, but like with Robert Sal this was my fear like who's really in charge right who's the leader when Aaron Rodgers gets here you kind of have to like bestow kind of the leadership role onto him. But here you saw what happened when Rodgers went down. Like now you're like guys are frustrated and they've managed to rally around each other and Garrett Wilson credited Garrett Wilson and Sauce and these young guys trying to pull it all together. But um, they're in it, man. Ride this thing out. Like give it one more shot. I do wonder about the Alan Lazard and the and the, the you know, like the – who's the running back? Oh, uh, my gosh, not Brees Hall. Um, the oh my god, the dreads. Why am I having from Minnesota? Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. Cook. What is wrong with me? Wow. What um, is wrong with him? Is the question. No. Well, really? I wonder like what year? is what happens with the roster because it's not they're not just an Aaron Rodgers away from a Super Bowl. It's like they're a whole offensive line, healthy offensive line away. None of them are healthy. All right. Well, uh, Kmart's got to get over to. Uh, what are you doing today? Get up and first take. You know it. Get up and first take on ESPN starting at 8 a.m. Eastern time. Always a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us. Of course, coming up, I'm over here on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C, ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Yes, it's time for a round of I'm Over It here on Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, ESPN2. Hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. And uh, many times when we're talking to Pat, CC will say, don't encourage him. Don't encourage him. This is the spot where we actually have to encourage him. Pat, what are you over today? Uh, first, I would like to start with this college football playoff ranking. I don't understand how Michigan can possibly be seen as the number two team after beating Ohio State. And I also don't understand how Ohio State's even still in consideration. It drives me insane. I've been on the Michigan thing all season. I think they're the best team clearly in college football. Can someone please justify how Georgia's still number one? I think because of their win streak and dating back to the last two seasons. And I don't believe that the last two national championships should play any role into this season's college football playoff rankings. But I think they do. I think you're 1,000% right about this. I also think because of the fact that Ohio State only dropped to number six, the Michigan win over Ohio State is the single best win of any team this year in college football. Of those that are competing for a college football playoff. Could not agree more. Cosign, retweet, all of that. So they should be absolutely number one team in America. But they're not. And I think the 12-0 and Georgia is really 29-0. and And I think that's really what it is. I think they've won the nat- last two national championships. But guess what? A guy that CC has said as a rookie is going to be in the Hall of Fame one day and Jalen Carter, yeah, he ain't there anymore. A guy in Stetson Bennett that won multiple championships, he ain't there anymore. So it's not the same Georgia team. It's the same laundry and the same coach, but not the same team. And Pat, that is why I think they're ranked number one. That's when you go, Pat, when I say your name and like I lead you back into that. You know? Okay. I wasn't okay. sure yeah. if anyone yeah. else had anything left. Yeah. No, I, we one. disagree with you. We agree with you. Okay. Uh, cereal's too expensive and I'm over it. Uh, it's like $7 a box now. It's completely ri- It's like completely ridiculous. There's no value in buying cereal currently. I can't stand it. I love cereal. I want to eat more cereal. It's way too expensive. It's un- like it blows my mind. You walk down the cereal aisle, how expensive cereal, cereal is. Is there, is there a specific cereal you're purchasing that's this no, high it's, price? It's across the board. What's I mean, your cereal of choice? Like, like I'm talking about like the, the normal like brands that you think of whenever you think of cereal. I'm not talking like you know the store Stop and Shop brand or yeah. whatever. No, but I want to know, Pat, when you're going to the grocery store, what cereal are you buying? I'm like a Honey Nut Cheerios guy, like like, like, a, like a salmon checks, you know something. Checks. What about Golden Grams? I love love Golden a Golden Grams. Golden, Golden Grams. Grams. Oh, I got scared. Golden Grams. Absolutely. <laughs> wow, I just got really nervous. Golden Grams are so ridiculously underrated. When you talk about great cereals, you're gonna go Lucky Charms. You're gonna go Fruit Loops. Everyone's gonna throw in Honey Nut Cheerios. Golden Grams are the sneaky goat in the cereal world. Really? The milk. Afterwards, amazing. Golden amazing. Grams. I, I didn't realize you were going hard for Golden Grams. They 100%. Just, they just look like a bootleg Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No, way No, better. I had the battle growing up with my sister. She would always have the Cinnamon Toast Crunch. I would always have the Golden Grams. Golden Grams. Team Golden Grams all the way. Oh, y'all are crazy. Hit. Y'all are tripping. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. No. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Golden Grams. All right, okay. I'm you know, with you. CC, they're not listen, just good. Do you want to trust they're golden. Hold on, think about it. Are you going to trust you guys' food takes or the food takes from the 350-pounder? 
Like, you want me to start eating to get to close to 350 pounds? There, I can do there it. you go. There you go. So there you go. I need there to get really heavy in order to have that's better what food I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm that saying. That indicates you don't think I'm that heavy, which makes you, me love you even more. So there thank you. you. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. But Golden Grams are great. Now, Nuno is trying to say something to me. I have no idea what he's saying, but it's to call out Pat. So just say it on the air, Nuno. Yeah. So, Pat, so Pat has a sign, uh, your sponsorship here, above his um, shoulder, but he had spelled sponsorship <laughs> wrong, and he had taken oh it my down. God. Yeah, so, How do you yeah. spell it? No, Pat, Pat, show the other one. Please. Please. Uh, we're, we're available. Oh, that's all time. Oh that is God. all time. Nuno's going over there. He's moving Pat out of the way. Pat's segment, uh, I'm, I'm over it, is a funny, great segment. I know a lot of our sales and marketing team that are phenomenal happen to love this segment, and we're looking for the right <laughs> proper brand to associate with this. Oh, here we go. And you spelled sponsorship wrong? <laughs> Wait, we gotta, we gotta see get it. Wow, I can't even, we gotta get a close up. There you go, go. How did he spell it? S-P-O-N-S-H-O-R-S-H-I-T. Wow. He's typing wow. fast. There's an extra H in there. There's the H in there. Sponsorship. Your sponsorship. I promise you, you'll probably get a sponsorship. I don't know if you'll get a sponsorship, though. Wow. Sponsorship. Sounds, sounds, sounds dirty. Sounds, sounds dirty. <laughs> sounds dirty. By the way, our- Very um, tricky business. Those sponsorships. Our social media guru, the great Rob Lorenzo, has put out there that cereal is not $7. Yeah. That Pat is clearly buying the family size. Yeah. Is that what you're doing, Pat? Because are you, are you spreading misinformation during your sponsorships? <laughs> no, I mean, no. I'm just buying normal cereal. $7. So the regular size box. No way is it $7. After taxes? Not, 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 After the, taxes. not, not the box that you're getting at Costco. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to the grocery store to today. To I'm going to do some like on the ground Re- research. Recon? Yeah. A little recon? Okay. But, okay, now I'm going to come off like, I, like you would expect me to come off here. But here's the <laughs> thing. What you really go off of? Them golden grass. <laughs> Aren't there certain items at the supermarket you don't look at the price? I, have, I don't think I've ever looked at the price of cereal. Must be nice. I knew I was going to come off that way, but CC, I'm looking at you specifically. No, I'm I'm with you. I'm with you. You know, the thing for me is hot sauce. I never look at the price of hot sauce. Don't care what it is. You're just going to buy it it anyway. Hot sauce, barbecue sauce, salad dressing. I'm not looking at the price for condiments. If you want it, you want it. I'm going to have it. Exactly. It's got to be in the house. I agree. Next. Uh, I'm completely over Debo Samuel and the amount of stuff that he's talking about the Eagles and James Bradbury. Uh, the the 49ers have not stopped talking smack since they got blasted in the NFC Championship game last year. They need to just shut up and stop being babies Ooh. about it. What if they get smoked again? Like we, 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 we keep talking about this whole thing with the Dallas Cowboys not being able to get over the 49ers hump. What if the 49ers can't get over the Eagles hump? <laughs> Like, what if they can't get over it? That's how I see it playing that out. That would be great wow. for my Super Bowl That's how pick, I see I'll it playing out. No, that wouldn't be great for your Super Bowl I pick. I see San Francisco beating how? Dallas and Philadelphia beating be, San Francisco. Color me shocked that your Super Bowl pick could be wrong. Anyway, um, <laughs> yeah, so Smalls. Yeah, th- like right? not be, Don't you see it playing out that I way? I could see it that way because Philly can give it to you any way you want it. Like, they can be physical. It could be the run game. It could be the downfield vertical passing game. It could be a closely contested defensive Battle like they can play any style of football game and find themselves on the winning end. They have more versatility in terms of their pathways to winning games than any team in the National Football League. So that's why it's hard not to look at them as a team that could give the 49ers a lot of trouble. Yeah, and if you're going to talk that talk, you better back it up. No doubt. Did you have something else on that? Small? No, I didn't good. know. Okay, I'm you got you know, just making sure. No, yeah, no, just making sure you had it. They give it to you any way you want it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Better cereal, Golden Grams or Cinnamon Toast Crunch. It's out there at Evco Radio, at Unsports ESPN, at M. Smallman, at Chris Canty 99. Cassie As part of the Dr. Pepper call in line and Dr. Pepper inbox, you can give us a call at 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice cold Dr. Pepper. The ones fans deserve. That's a great sponsorship that we have here for the, the call in line. The sponsorship that uh, Pat Costello is looking for a sponsorship and spelled the word sponsorship incorrectly. <laughs> I mean, you cannot do better or worse than that. College football <laughs> playoff rankings. CC wants the guy in charge fired of them. We'll get to that next on Sportsmanlike, ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.